0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is the epistle lesson from the book of James. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So far, our text. On this first Sunday in Lent, as we begin once again our walk to the cross, we need to go back to the beginning. To where this journey truly started. And this journey started in the Garden of Eden. All the way back then, God created a beautiful world, a wonderful world. Put two perfect human beings in it. But you and I know that it didn't last very long. That something happened in that garden. Something that changed the whole world, humanity, and everything else. And because of that change... In that garden already back then, God was committed to walk the road that leads to the cross, that leads to Lent and Easter. And what was that that happened in the garden? We often say sin. Adam and Eve fell into sin. But why did they fall into sin? Because first, there was temptation. Temptation in the garden and the failure to face that temptation successfully is what put us in the world that we are in, in the sinful condition we are in, under the influence of Satan that we have. Temptation. That is what began it all back there in the garden. In the beginning, Adam and Eve failed the trial, the test, the temptation. And the road to the cross began. So it is any wonder that as Jesus begins his ministry, as he takes our place, in this world, after his baptism, he is forced by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to do the same thing that Adam and Eve did, to face temptation. Temptation from Satan. Mankind in Christ once again has a new beginning. Once again, there is a holy man, a perfect man. But will he stand the test? Will he face the temptation successfully? You and I know the answer to that, don't we? Yes, he did. And not just the three times in the garden or in the desert, But continually through his life he was tested again and again. He went through trial after trial. He struggled with temptation. And each and every time he overcame. He lived that perfect life that was meant for all humanity. He lived it for us. And then the sin that comes out of that temptation, the failure, He gathered all of that sin to Himself on the cross, and He died to take it away. So that you and I now could have a new beginning, a new life in Christ. The road that began all the way back in the Garden of Eden at the first of creation traveled all the way to the cross, and now continues for you and I. Only for you and I, it is victory. It is life, a new life, a new beginning. That's the message of Lent, isn't it? That's the joy of Easter, isn't it? That new beginning, that victory over temptation, from the world, from flesh, and from the devil. That forgiveness that Christ gained for us. That's what Lent is all about. That's what—that's why we celebrate it in Easter. Problem is, you and I still live in a sinful world where Satan runs rampant and we've still got a sinful nature which means we are all still susceptible to temptation. And if we're honest, right, we're more like Adam and Eve than we are like Jesus. We give in to the temptations. We fail the test and the trial. We struggle in this world. So how do we face temptation? Temptation. What has the Lord given us? What information, what strength do we have as we face that temptation in our lives? As I looked at the God, or the epistle lesson of James, I see three things, that, three pieces of advice, if you will, that he gives us. And those are the things, the blanks on your outline in your worship folder. The first piece of advice he gives is don't blame God. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. That desire then when conceived gives birth to sin, and sin when it's fully grown gives, brings forth death. James, the brother of Jesus, says, don't blame God. Could you just see Adam in the garden telling God, well, if you hadn't put the dumb tree here, I would have been okay. You know? Blame God for his failure. He did in another way well, it was that woman that you gave me. Hey? We have a tendency to do that, don't we? Things go wrong in our life. We struggle with things. There are temptations that we fall to. And our first inclination is to blame somebody. And as often as not, we blame God. God, why did you allow this to happen in my life? God, why? Why? Did you put that tree there in the first place? Caused all this to happen. No, God's tree of, the good, of knowledge of good and evil was an important part of the garden. God had given everything to man. All of the food, everything. He had provided for every one of his needs. Put him in a place to take care of that garden. But he wanted man to be obedient, to know his place, God was God. Man was a child of God. Obedient. That's what that tree of the knowledge of good and evil is all about. It's a tree of obedience. Obey me, God says. I'm the Father, you're the Son. One place, one tree. Let's show you obedience there. Don't eat. Do you love me enough to obey? We know how Adam and Eve answered it. You and I, in every trial, in every temptation that we have, in every struggle that is there, are we obedient to God or do we go our own way? We need to realize, to confess before God our sin. It's not the temptation, it's not the trial, it's not the struggle, it's my desires. It's my decisions to walk away from God, to do it my way. Adam and Eve didn't have to eat of that tree, they chose to do so. You and I in our lives, how many times do we not choose to do it our way rather than God? See the temptations and the sins that come from them for what they really are. Don't blame God. Instead, come to God and confess those sins. In Christ, they are forgiven. And He blesses. Second, don't be deceived James says, do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Know that God gives good gifts. Don't be deceived. Don't think that God is an angry God who is just out there to punish you or to cause you all kinds of trouble. Don't be deceived. God is a God of love and care and blessing. And even in the midst of the trials, even in the midst of the struggles and the temptations that are there, God is there to bless you, not to do you harm. If you're ever to doubt the love of God, look at the cross. Look at the road that leads to that. Look at the Savior that he gave, the Son that he sacrificed so that you and I could be forgiven, so that you and I could have eternal life in heaven with him, so that you and I could have the ultimate victory. I know that in your life there are times when you feel, and I know it because I've been there too, when you feel that God is a long ways away. And you question, does He really love me? If He gives me this problem, or if He allows this to happen in my life, or if there is this temptation or struggle, is God really there? Does He really care? Do not be deceived. Even in the midst of those times, God is there. And God's good blessings are coming to you. Who do you think is giving you the strength to get through another day? Who do you think is providing for all of your needs? But that God... Even Jesus could cry on the cross, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? And in the next breath say, into your hands I commend my spirit. Don't be deceived. God cares. God loves. God is in the situation, whatever your situation, and he is there to bless and care for you. Don't turn your back on him. That's what Satan wants you to do in the temptations. He wants to drive you away from Jesus. Away from God. Don't be deceived by that. Your God is there. And he is a God who blesses. So the third point, remain steadfast. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. Stay with God. Stand with God. He stands with you. He will never desert you or leave you. Don't you do the same to Him. Stand with Him. Trust in Him. Draw on His strength. Reach out to Him. Stand steadfast with your God in the midst of temptations, trials, struggles, whatever it is knowing that He loves you, knowing that He will bless you, knowing that He will bring you through, that He will bring you to that new beginning of eternal life. Temptation. You and I know a God who has victory over temptation. You and I know a God who can help us overcome and walk through and be forgiven for and blessed in the midst of. All of these things. We no longer fear temptation. No wonder our Savior taught us to pray. Lead us not into temptation. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, the one who overcame temptation and the one who can bless you in your temptations. Amen. And now,